0: All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Around the table today, we have Pastor Jonathan Van Hugen from Dayspring Reform Church. We have Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reform Church. I am Josh Bills from the Will Boise. We do have a special guest with us today, Emily Bateman from The Psalter Project. Her and her... Now you have... I was going to say your association, but um, you, you have people that are involved with The Psalter Project. Are these all musicians and singers?
1: Um. The short answer is no. I mean, we've got uh, translators and um, people giving input of all kinds. Um, the the primary people who are involved right now this summer here in the Treasure Valley are primarily um, musicians and sound engineers, that type of thing as well, because we're we're currently under construction, if you will. We're in the process of putting together some practical pieces for a new album.
0: And that is called Bitter Herbs. This is your fourth album yes, on the Psalter Project? this is
1: going to be our fourth album, released June 24th. We're going to have a debut concert at Cloverdale. Thanks so much for hosting us, mm-hmm. Russ. Um, and yeah, we're really excited about it. I mean, maybe excited is the wrong word, because our, our content is going to be primarily psalms of lament and anger. So some some deep topics, um, yeah. but, but ex- excited because they're important ones.
2: Yeah. Well, the Bible teaches us how to lament. -hmm. Right, and we've and with these last two years or the last three, you know, with uh, COVID and other things coming, you know, we've we've entered into a stage as a country in which you know many people are lamenting the situation that we're in, and uh, these psalms actually will fit into. you know the passions that we have right now, yeah.
1: and even if we may not personally have it, the psalms we've talked about this in the last couple of days uh, bring us outside of just ourselves and our individual mm-hmm. experience, and help us to relate to the community around us um, and the church at large. Well, and, a- yeah. I mean,
0: I can think of multiple people in our congregation. Um, uh, uh, my stepmom is currently dying of cancer. Um, there are people who have grave illnesses that can barely make it to church, Uh, people who have ongoing illnesses, people who have one-off illnesses. And if we never have a place for singing laments and singing psalms of sorrow in our um, congregations, how are we actually
2: ministering to those people? And we have to think about the persecuted church around the world, too. I mean, there's a song that's sung for them. That's right. on their behalf. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: you can go to PsalterProject.com. That's Psalter spelled like the psalm. P-S-A-L-T-E-R, PsalterProject.com. See, I almost got it wrong. <laughs> I know how it's spelled, though. It's P-S-A-L-T-E-R. <laughs> um, so um, we talked a little bit yesterday about why um, we should sing the psalms. Let's respond to some some criticism that often comes at psalm singing. So let me let me just kind of throw some at the wall, and you guys can um, answer which one you want to answer. So here's here some common criticisms. Well, the tunes for psalms are difficult and outdated. Psalm singing is old, and it inhibits church growth. It doesn't connect with young people. Um, Psalm singing is unfamiliar, and it's not worth
2: the effort. Well, first of all, let's just do the unfamiliar one. That's probably the biggest that's one of the big problems you know the Psalm should be familiar to us it's it's god's word and um uh, and this is uh you know it's the largest book in the Bible, and it is written um for the church to sing, and it ought to be familiar. We are familiar with certain psalms. I mean, psalm twenty-three is very familiar to a lot of people, um, but other psalms ought to be as familiar. You know, Psalm one, which introduces the psalm, or Psalm two, that talks about you know, the um, uh, you know, the final analysis is to kiss the Son, You know, to to be in relationship with the Son of God. Uh, so there are some, you know, the familiarity. Part. This is what you're trying to encourage is more familiarity with God's Word and who He is.
1: Well, on a practical level, that's one of the things that Psalter Project is seeking to fill, is a lot of people consume music today by listening. A lot of people don't know how to read music anymore, and so... the the rich heritage of salt. There are so many salters available today um, that you can sing from. But unfortunately, if you don't know how to read music, it can seem very inaccessible. So we're trying to create some of these new recordings in order to expand the musical vocabulary, if you will, um, accessibility to, to a wider audience. But uh, that's just on the practical side. Um, the, The truth is um, there are difficulties, but that the last question that you introduced—is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I, I think is really the crux of the matter because this is we, we we have to acknowledge this is something that you're going to have to lean into. You are going to have to make an effort if you're going to not only begin but continue to sing the psalms. And what makes that effort worth it? And
0: you, you guys are way more charitable than I am. I think this last objection is so lame. <laughs> it's it's unfamiliar. Okay, so let's say you're in a, um, a very contemporary, kind of seeker-friendly church. Um, you guys are singing new songs like every other Sunday or every Sunday. <laughs> Those are unfamiliar by definition.
1: Yeah, but they're usually easy.
0: Oh, but, but, but still, the, my point is, is that unless you're going to sing the same you know, 50 songs or 100 songs, and you're never going to introduce anything new ever— then you're going to have some unfamiliar songs. Well, oftentimes with,
2: with a worship team, you don't know if they're going to hold the note, if they're going to, you know, <laughs> you know. So you don't, you're not. Oftentimes you're not even singing with that. You're what Emily is talking about. You're getting it auditorially. Yeah, you're hearing it, and so making psalms accessible, like the Psalm Project, does that. You know, it's something you can listen to on the radio, but you're actually getting the Psalms, you're getting God's Word. right? Now, I do think that in every
3: category, so if you want to talk about contemporary praise songs, Psalms, however you want to categorize, there are tunes that are easier and harder yep. in both of those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have found is, and and that's where this last criticism, it's unfamiliar, not worth the effort, I've found that there's a greater... Um, perseverance in learning a modern praise song that is the same type of effort and graciousness is not given to to learning an unfamiliar psalter tune Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i can't explain the why behind that i just have experienced that um, there are some people that will say old and unfamiliar not worth it new and unfamiliar not I'll yeah. I'll keep after it. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't know why that tendency exists, um but I have I've heard it and I've seen it.
2: Yeah. Both both Russ and I um are part of the United Reformed Churches and we a few years back they came out with a new hymnal, um a Trinity Psalter they call it. And it has um as part of it the 150 Psalms that have been written and set to music and very interestingly when you're singing those psalms there's is actually a little superscript number that tells you what verse you're actually singing of the psalm so you when you're when you're singing psalm 23 you know where what verse that you're singing or whatever or psalm 103 you know what verse you're singing and I was, it's really very interesting. we just accessible. going through our
1: Psalter project album and doing the same thing yeah
2: you you, <laughs> see, you see it you see it and you go i think i want to add that in yeah. so
0: the, one one of these other objections is uh, psalm singing is old and inhibits uh, church growth it doesn't connect with young people um i'm, I'm just cringing at these did you make these up <laughs> no i, I <laughs> pulled these out of a book <laughs> yeah. so, so doesn't doesn't connect with young people um I'm sorry. Um, peas and, and cabbage <laughs> and Brussels sprouts and carrots and salad often doesn't connect with. I have three boys. Like,
1: they don't connect with my two year old at all. <laughs>
0: no. And it's like, why do, we, why do we give them? Because young people don't know what's, what's best for them often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we should go, um, we should make every effort to teach why this is important. So we're not just, it's not superstitious. We're not just throwing it on them. Like, you know, we're showing them why this is good for their soul.
1: Well, and it's not just the the old objection is something we talked about a little bit off air. We're, we're not just wanting to sing the psalms because they're old for the sake of old. We're wanting to sing the psalms because they are the word of God.
2: They're true.
1: They're true. And yes. good
0: and beautiful.
1: Yes. You know, so just because something's old doesn't make it good. The psalms are good because God gave them to us.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Did you hear that, Jonathan?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just because something's Just because old. old. Yeah, so. Yeah, and, I'm, and I and I'm old and I'm older here. I'm the oldest one in the room. I will say this about, you know, you know, talking about how to make things accessible. Uh one of the uh, albums that Emily is created is when it's which is set to lullaby, so, and so the the psalms in there are particularly designed uh, to sing to your children in familiar lullaby that you would actually know. So once you because you know the tune, and if you've learned the words, you can be singing those to your children as they're getting growing up. And you know this is how we teach and admonish um, our children from the time you know. So you know Timothy's grandmother. Uh, taught him scripture. It says from infancy, he knew the, mm-hmm. the, the scripture that made him wise to salvation. It's important that we give people the word of God that will make them wise in salvation. That's
1: right. And well, I think one of the kind aspects of God's command to sing the Psalms is that word sing. Um, because music, God has created us in such a way that music connects words with our souls in a way that very little else does or can. Yeah. Um. And and I did grow up singing the Psalms, and that has been of tremendous benefit to me. That that I have those words, that truth inside of me in a way that nothing else really can. Quite bring back
2: yeah Martin Luther said, next to the Word of God, uh, music deserves the highest praise. imagine if this the Word of God is married to music mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of praise is that mm-hmm. i I think
3: what you have in in singing the psalms is you have content that is theologically rich it's christ centered it is truly experiential and and connecting to the very core of who we are, Um, but not, and hopefully this isn't unfair, but but not in a manufactured way that you see in so much of modern um, church life, that we're trying to manufacture emotions and experiences and and the psalms are really trying to say no. Let's deal with real emotions and real experiences mm-hmm. in the context of the great triune God that we have opportunity to know and serve.
0: So we've got two minutes left. Real quick, say you're listening. You're a pastor. You're a, a churchman, and you're like, okay, I want to I want to sing psalms. Where do, where do I start? What are some resources that I could tap into?
1: So psalter dot org. That's again with a P S like psalms has a couple of different traditional-style psalters. Um, seedbed.salms.com also has uh, traditional metrical psalmody, um, entirely online with both words and melody. You can mix and match tunes so that you can find ones that are familiar to you. And, of course, Psalter Project.
2: (laughs) And and the Trinity Psalter Hymnal actually has an app that you can get on your iPhone or your Android. And not only you can see the music written, you can actually play it, you can hear it, um, you you can uh, go through the indexes. And so you'll have an index for all 150 psalms as well as other hymns that uh, are commonly sung.
1: And I-, I love, one of my favorite things to do is when people reach out to me through the website PsalterProject.com and say, hey, I want to sing this psalm. Can you help me find a good version for my congregation? Mm. I would be more than happy to help you.
0: Well, we have had Emily Bateman on the show uh, the last uh, four or five days with us. Um, She is with the Salter Project. Uh, She is putting out, her and her associates are putting out their fourth album coming up June 24th. And on that day, there's going to be a concert at Cloverdale, uh, URC Church, 3580 North Cloverdale Road. Uh, You can find out all the details at salterproject.com. Um, this would be a wonderful experience. Uh, if, if you want a poster or something, reach out to uh, salterproject.com. Perhaps they can lead you in the right direction or give a printout. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.